InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. If you or someone you love is getting close to retirement age or are already retired, you know that this turbulent economy can seriously shrink a retirement nest egg. If your golden age isn't looking quite so golden, our next guest has some answers for you. She's Erin Botsford, a leading financial planner and author of The Big Retirement Risk, Running Out of Money Before You Run Out of Time. Erin, I remember some years ago, somebody wrote a book called Die Broke, saying you should spend every dime before you leave the planet. But these days, people are running out of money before they're close to the end of their lifespan. Do you have any idea how many people are affected by this? Probably all of them. I I agree. (laughs) If you could know the exact date that you were going to die, it would be so much fun because all of us would choose to die broke. Unfortunately, we don't know that date, and what most of us don't want to do is be a burden on society or our kids. So doing a little bit of planning would probably be the best way to avoid that. Well, if you plan and the stock market crashes and burns, what do you do in that situation? Do all your plans go out the window? No. I had been studying with certain economists since the early 90s, and this time in our economy was really quite predictable. It was the time that 77 million baby boomers would basically start going over the hill, and what would happen was that they would quit spending. And you know, it's spending that drives the economy, and when you have 77 million people who now turn into net savers, this time in our economy, in our history, it was bound to happen. So knowing that, I decided to create some strategies, and up until 2008, they were kind of a theory. After 2008, we saw that it really worked. Our clients actually did not have to change their lifestyle. So more people need to know about this. Things didn't have to turn out so badly for so many people. So I am really hoping that if people will learn an entirely new and different way to think about their money, and that won't happen to them the next time around, because let me assure you, there will be more downtimes in the market. But that doesn't mean you're going to have to die broke. Aaron, is this something that people can put into effect on their own, or do they need a broker to do this? No, I encourage everybody to learn as much as they can. You know, I came from you know a, a life of poverty. I, I grew up in poverty. I had a lot of misfortune happen to me early in my life. And by trusting others early in my life, they burned me. And so I'm of the mindset that, you know, to thine own self be true. You need to learn these things on your own. That doesn't mean that you don't go to another financial advisor, but it certainly puts you in a better position to question, why do you think your strategies are going to work better? I like to create informed decision makers, Mm -hmm. because I don't really think people should trust their money to anybody but themselves alongside an advisor, for instance. There's nothing wrong with having an advisor, but don't blindly give your money to anybody. We're talking with Aaron Botsford, a financial advisor and author of The Big Retirement Risk, Running Out of Money Before You Run Out of Time. Aaron, let's look under the hood, if we can, just a little bit at your plan here. It looks like one of the first steps is to plot out what your needs are going to be. I'm thinking many people don't even do that. No, I don't think that they do. And, you know, in the old days when we were growing up, it's kind of like you could throw your money any place. Many years ago, CDs, certificates of deposit, were paying 10 or 12%. I remember when I started in the business, they were paying 21%. So you didn't have to be quite as smart or intentional, but now you have to be. There's just no other way. And so what we do is we build a house of security. Well, you think about a house and you think about the foundation. There are some basic needs, and you want to first attack 
what are your needs going to be in retirement? And sometimes we have people that say, I'm never going to retire. Like, for instance, me, I'm never going to retire. But there is a thing called financial independence, which buys you a little bit of freedom. So you first start off with the foundation, and those are your needs. Needs are your non-negotiable items. That's a place to live and what you're going to eat and maybe your health insurance. And so you want to make sure those cash flow items are created by investments. We call them lifestyle investments. And so we have characteristics. A lifestyle investment is something that you put your money in. It must produce an income either now or in the future. And that income must have one of these words associated with it. It must be safe, predictable, or guaranteed. And so basically you take the needs portion off the table and you identify how much is that going to be. Once that's done, now you can focus on investing in maybe a slightly more aggressive manner for your wants. And what are your wants? Well, it depends on who you are and your lifestyle. For some people, a manicure and pedicure is a want. Some people, it's a need. (laughs) It depends on how much money you have. But certainly things like dining out, vacations, those are not needs. Those are wants. What do you say to people who are getting up there in age, maybe they're still working, but they haven't put aside the first nickel for retirement? Are they in big trouble at this point? There's no time like the present. We can't turn back the past. I mean, we just you can't do that. So what do you do, bury your head in the sand and do nothing about it? Of course not. My father, who died when I was 11, I remember he had one saying, he said, you know, the next 10 years are going to go by. The question is, what are you going to have to show for it? And I think that our society hasn't been as focused as it should have been about, guess what? Ten years from now, you are going to be ten years older. And you need to start focusing on what is it that you want to have accomplished in those ten years in a lot of different areas of your life. So I'm just trying to encourage people to get a little more intentional about how they spend their money, how they save, what they do with their time. My hero, my mentor, or I guess you would say, my husband and I sponsored a little couple from Nepal. Mm -hmm. And this little couple came over seven years ago. They worked the night shift at Walmart, making $9.50 an hour. They sent $500 a month to Nepal to care for their two children because they had basically escaped a bad government. And in two years' time, they saved $8,000. So I always question when people say, oh, I can't save. Really? I really question that. They lived in a one-bedroom apartment. I mean, they're my heroes because... Maybe they didn't have internet when they started. Well, the really cool thing is they just put a down payment on a house, and they're living the American dream, and they became citizens seven years later. Oh, that's terrific. So it's just a terrific story, and so when people say, well, I just can't save money, I just question that. No, you can't save money and eat out three times a week, but these people didn't eat out three times a week. That's really, truly the American dream, and it's given me great hope for people who actually want to put their nose to the grindstone and get ahead. I know one of the words you used was guaranteed in terms of income or cash flow. What's the importance of insurance in this whole plan? Well, it just depends on who you are. I mean, there's a lot of reasons to have insurance, and there's many different types of insurances. For instance, life insurance. I always encourage people, you know, if you bring a child into this world and you're responsible for their upbringing, then buy enough life insurance to get the child through college. I mean, my father died when I was 11. He left my mom with six kids and a $10,000 life insurance policy. Well, that clearly changed and altered forever the way I got to live my life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, insurance, I think, is important in its own time. Once you are financially independent and nobody's relying on you to support them, I think that the need for insurance falls off dramatically. But a different type of insurance might come up then. It'd be long-term care. I believe that most people should have long-term care insurance. Why? Because usually what ends up happening is one party and a couple will go down. They have a stroke or have Alzheimer's. 
And the whole family exhausts all of the money trying to take care of that one person. That person dies anyway, and the surviving spouse is left with nothing. So insurances have a place in people's lives for a time, and then they don't have. It's not a one solution for all people, but I believe that every financial instrument is just a tool. And I buy things when I need them, if they make sense, and I don't rule in or out anything. So many financial advisors have such biases. Everybody gets an annuity or nobody gets an annuity, and everybody gets life insurance or nobody does. And so they throw their biases into things, and I think that this does the end user, the consumer, I think it does them a disservice. The book is The Big Retirement Risk, Running Out of Money Before You Run Out of Time author Erin Botsford, and visit her website at TheBigRetirementRisk.com. Erin, thanks so much for joining us today on InfoTrack. Thank you for having me. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.